Yeah, under one. <laughs> That's up. That, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, here we are. <laughs> yo. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> happy Saturday. Happy weekend. Hey everyone, what's up? I'm here again with uh, TD Erickson. I'm here with JT of Game Beast. What's up, guys? What up, yo? What up, yo? Uh, Want to do a quick shout out first? Um, yeah. The first one to shout out. Uh, what's up, um, JB? Welcome to the stream. I hope you're getting better from what you felt last time. <laughs> I hope that wounds have healed. Hey, John, boy, we can talk about it. <laughs> if you want <laughs> so um jt what has happened with you this week uh, uh dude it's been crazy i was with you yeah we we had an adventure definitely definitely in the forgotten realms AFR. <laughs> where, where did we go bro uh, i uh, so, I would like to, to tell yeah. the audience right now, but before we do, it's tradition now in uh, MTG oh, Nights to actually show them what we're going to eat today. <laughs> <laughs> today we have chicken! Chicken! We wanted to uh, order Jollibee, but shout out to our main sponsor. We couldn't order tonight for some reason. You guys are close. Uh, we're not sponsored, okay? So any of you guys who are, <laughs> who, who are out there who wants to sponsor us, we're really free. Could it be chicken? Beef, pork, <laughs> fish, mushrooms, cheese, bread. <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition now. So last time we had... The first episode, we had pizza. Second mm. episode, we had cookies? Yeah, I, I think it was cookies. Cookies, cookies. Yeah, because we were at Jams, right? True, true. Oh, shout out to Jam, yo. Hey, Jam, what's up? Um, So we had cookies, uh, but now Eric is on a keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we, <laughs> so we can't... Um, eat carbs at the moment, but I'm actually gonna get his uh keto su- subscription. That's true. Um, yeah. Shout out to Keto, keto May. May. Yeah, keto, keto, May. May, keto yeah. May. So, um, I've been uh, I've been uh, what you call this? Um, they they I've been like checking out their challenge. So they they, they have this challenge, right? Oh, they cool. they call it a Keto Forty Two because it's like uh, you need to be on keto for forty two days straight. Awesome, right? Yeah, and then sound hard. They're <laughs> they're actually. If you look at the diet, it doesn't look hard because the keto diet is basically high fat, low carb, and low sh- and no sugar, uh, yeah. or at least low sugar, at least very very low, very minimal, right? So uh, if you look at the menu, you can actually eat a lot, like pork. You no, know, yo, as a Filipino man, yo, pork, uh, pork is the pork. bomb, yo. Um, shout out to my, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, my non-eating pork brothers out there, but, but you know it is. You know, Philippines, yo, Bletron, you know, it's it's our thing. part of the diet. You know, <laughs> you know. So, um, that, well, it's it felt that um, it was challenging for a few for a few days. It, you you would think that you would be full, but not really in a really? sense. Still yeah. hungry. The food f- is amazing, yo. That's what I can say. But I think my my body is just just more geared towards like you know the rice the rice life, you know. <laughs> So you're five days without rice. I, I have five days without rice, without bread. So I'm I'm also a bread man. So I eat like oh. I. That's why I love pizza and much uh, cause. Well, how about you? What do you think? About- uh yeah, no, because I because of the pandemic, you know, um, uh, we're doing a lot of a lot less walking towards the office oh, and really true. just staying at home. Mm. Uh, so I started to order like low carb meals as well. Um, but I'm ordering from Nutrition Kitchen actually. Ooh. Uh, so it's good, you know, but obviously wanted to check out 
other you know, ways other, other places uh, and you know try to mix it up a bit like find the right the optimal um subscription because because what um i think that keto me is a subscription based as correct, well right correct correct uh, so nutrition kitchen is also so there's a lot of these subscription based meals going on uh, in singapore actually it's uh, a good idea though what do you think yeah, yeah no i think it's super good idea uh especially today like you can't really eat out so um it's best to do it's like service as a subscription you know sas yeah true, true. yeah, yeah. Oh. so uh these these things are great you know like even fitness you can just subscribe to like a gym now anytime mm, fitness or mm. you know um yeah well, actually to tell you honestly right the thing that i enjoyed about the subscription is that you don't really know what you're gonna get Ah. so one of the issues that I have like growing up now now I know guys if you're out there you're gonna say oh yo E that's uh, first like that's uh, like uh, RK RK syndrome or like it's an RK <laughs> rich problem kid rich problem. kid problems <laughs> <laughs> like uh, but but it's a problem when you're the only when you're an adult you actually have to think about what what you wanna eat yeah true exactly this right. is a this is a real problem to be honest like <laughs> it's part of adulthood like meals your daily food is i think it's a huge component to be Correct. completely honest Correct. you have to do it three times a day and and uh, you, sometimes you don't have the time to prepare or if you're you know you're alone like you can't it's so hard to manage the portions because mm-hmm. uh last time i was doing my own meals and then it ended up that there's a lot of wastage true true so we want to avoid that also um, like um sometimes what you want doesn't really fit the fit the bill of what you need to eat you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like True. oh there's this like just like this month where i just like drink like soda like <laughs> like nothing but soda like any kind of that's soda that's the life that's yo but, but but as a kid though like that's the dream right yeah, yeah. as an adult that screws up your internals True, true, true. <laughs> plus plus with, with the line of work that we have right kind of like accumulates on this area yeah that's why we're wearing black <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are wondering we're wearing black black, so. black is slimming so yeah no cool really cool to know that you know we're we're looking at after um health and wellness as well because um i mean eric plays a lot of games uh mm. i play quite a lot of uh games as well and uh it's not a particularly active lifestyle correct, right correct so you gotta watch your diet uh i think just general advice to to our peeps to our home that's buddies. true actually for 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 mtg right uh, uh i heard like uh, prior to prior to like uh, specific tournaments like uh, actual players do their prep meals as well like pro players do does their prep meal because oh. if you recall before the the tournament actually lasts the entire day so you have to play eight hours straight as well right yeah. Now, unless you are actually a pro pro player, where in your round starts at round four, like if you're a pleb like myself <laughs> and just trying to get into that range, you have to play the entire eight rounds, right? So that means that your decision is on point on games one, two, and three. Yeah. But the time on game four, where, well, pardon my French, but shit got real, <laughs> you know, because that's when when the pros comes in, right? That's when you're actually a fatigue and around about that time. That's actually when lunchtime has already been, or done, um, or is going to occur. So if you miss your lunch, that will a- like... affect your mental game then yeah, as well, right? Right. Or or if you overeat because you didn't do breakfast, because some players do, does uh-huh. that, right? 
You just drink coffee. So some people does overnighters and they just hop up on coffee. Caffeine, 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 caffeine. Oh no. But and then on the game game one, game two, you're still on point. Game three, you're withering down. Game four, you're you're out. You're basically yeah. like super tired. You have to re- regain. Now you overate. Now you're sleepy. Game four. That's why when you look at like at least for mine, when I'm trying to track my progression in the games or like the tournaments that I join, I usually have um, defeats around game four or game mm. five. And I, I, I truly believe that um, the the physical aspect of the game, as a gamer, you yeah. should be looking at, at that one as well, right? Yeah. So for those of you guys, yo. Pro tip. That was a pro tip. No, 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 Watch no. your diet or like make sure you have, you know, you're at your optimal state when playing your games like you're well fed mm-hmm. you know so that's super important cool um but eric so where were we yo i was so last, happy last this Wednesday. week oh yo <laughs> so um for those of you who are not aware i'm also a dnd uh fan uh the reason why i wasn't able to play is because there's no play group to be had there's one though shout out to uh gog gray ogre games they do have a uh uh like um what you call it? What, what do they call that like like uh, a league or some something along that line so it's it's a it's a wizards program mm. that um there is a table and then you can just go in there and play D D. <clears throat> but there's no like actual um commitment to actually go there every day <clears throat> so it's it's a perfect way if you're new it's a perfect way to get into the game right because people would teach you what what needs to be done what are the dices for right but if you're looking for like that hardcore role play that the tear jerking emotion right and as 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 a grown man right, <laughs> that's when i can excuse myself to pour out my emotions <laughs> pardon right I, I, get, I don't know I, I get it i get it um you know yeah so this is i think um i think dnd is a way for like adult men to really explore their imagination true true and oh uh, not saying yeah. that women is not playing this as well they oh, are yeah, playing yeah. here i'm just saying yeah. from our perspective because we're, we're 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 men and we're playing it we're playing it also as part i sorry if i cut you off but you were saying that it was about escapism right oh uh, no just really more like exploration of our imagination. imaginations yeah, yeah. Uh, um I, I yeah escapism i think is a totally separate like topic but um <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think there's yeah, completely separate topic. But yeah, we're gonna like segue. Yeah. But yeah, but D and D I think is um, well, uh, it's what my um, one of my magic uh, teammates or playgroup Syndicato. Shout out to Syndicato. Yo, shout out. So Mark Engalia actually says that D and D is actually an experience. Oh, you know? <laughs> hey! Actually. So, so D is an experience. It's not really a game. Agree, agree, right? totally like, agree. Where magic is winning is everything. That's what we said last Wednesday or something, right? That's true. That's but, true. But for D and D, you know, it's it's more like the camaraderie, the adventure. True, true. The I'm, tabletop adventure. And, if and the I, emotions, yeah. Like if I were to venture uh, even deeper to that, right? That line spectrum of thinking, though. Is it safe to say that it's also maybe um, uh, a pseudo psychology s- therapy for the players? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. It's a therapy. Yeah, right? I think it's a therapy. So, as well. um, hey, Farez, shout out! Shout out, what's yo. up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, at least for me, when I'm writing a char- character, I always imbue a part of myself that I want to explore even further, right? Like for example, I'm gonna give you a a, a character, a, char- a character that I built that um, his outlook uh, is is brava- He he has so much bravado, but deep inside he has full of doubt. You know what I mean? So it's like an, an, you're imbuing a portion of yourself, and it's a safe place because it's a imagine it's a it's right? a it's a game yeah right but but really it's part of you like. you can play it out as it is so i think for me at least for got me, it it's like your unresolved like issues yeah, you put it in the game <laughs> put it in the character <laughs> oh hey mm. so yeah, yeah, no completely uh get that um how about you how do you create the character um so yeah, to to be completely honest, in the last few months, I've only played like two sessions. Two sessions. Two sessions of D and D, so I didn't really get to explore the full, you know, spectrum of the character. Ooh. I was just a cleric priest who's just like hacking and slashing cleric. and healing. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. It, that was it. The cleric yeah, was priest was it by choice or was it by necessity? No, uh, it was really by choice. Like okay. I've always um, played like. Uh, kind of lawful good neutral good alignment uh, um yeah i'm so boring but um yeah so but boring is good <laughs> boring. yeah thank you but you know like i've been like all my previous D characters were always like claire because i like you know the spells raising the dead and and stuff like that or like you know like just do the um holy smite where it just automatically kills all the zombie group kills the zombies yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey RJ, what's up? Oh, this is the um, oh RJ, sorry RJ thought. from our Syndicatus group. What's up, bro? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do some box opening later, by the way. True, true, uh, true. So please uh, stay on and uh, share our live video. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think I've always been a cleric. How about you? What, what's your class? So uh, class? all right, I started off like as as a young and Eric. Sorry, but before you before you start. Our, our soup is going to go. go I, oh, I'm man. Gonna try a bit. Oh, cool, 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 cool. We have like Korean soup. Uh, In our true uh, fashion, um, Korean soup. So um, we're, we're, we're committing to this, guys. Yeah. Food is now part of the session. <laughs> so how is it? Sorry, guys. Um, it's, not, it's not hot anymore, but Ooh. I think that's keto for sure. There's no like carbs in it, like tofu, seafood, and, and all that. And chicken is here, so... Actually, we remove our chicken here, so that you can get some chicken. Ooh, the chicken though, the chicken though. Yeah. So your character class. All right. I started off like uh, playing mid max. You know, mid maxing roles. Like I want to be like the badass of the group. Yeah. So I started playing off like uh, the Legolas characters. You know, the elves. You know. But after I played that type of character, it became a bit boring for me. So I mean. I now explored the the dwarves side, you know. Oh, I like, I like nice. the short and stocky, you know. <laughs> you know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're a fun group, I think. Yeah, it's like... very bulwark and like very stubborn. I know that's what they usually are being yeah. being uh, told. And shout out to uh, to one of my friends who actually was played with me along this one. It's a, just a group of us right there in the in the table. We decided to play all dwarves. Right, and then one of us so weird. betrayed us because he played like a human. Oh, so it's like, yo, the story is like 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that, that's uh, I'm totally out for now. I'm out for role play. I'm yeah. not a, um, combat is part of it, but honestly, I, I'm all all towards like socialization, no. like uh, role play, ro- role playing. That's now uh, it's my it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think yeah, that's that's the appeal for me at least on the game. How about you? Do you have you? Um, yeah, no, I think. I think um, the appeal of D&D is just the sense of adventure. Mm. Like, um, just your party going through uh, this adventure and, you know, like, just evolving as a, as a group. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's what really appeals to me, the, the evolution of your character. True, true, uh, true. The evolution of the group, the, mm. the sense of adventure, really, that, that you can get in real life. Uh, at the moment, you know, like uh, we're all stuck, can't travel. Uh, <laughs> so you gotta let your imagination fly. Yo, can you imagine if we can travel right now? Like we we can go. Yo, um, we're doing a MTG night live at like a different location. Yeah, Shergao. Yeah, you know, <laughs> doing magic and stuff. That's gonna be awesome. We should we should do that. I would definitely. In, in, that's, our, that's in our next uh, season or. Hopefully this season, <laughs> the audience might be wondering, like, "Yo, this is a magic podcast, but what are we talking about?" Oh uh, yeah, like, damn, what? that was uh, how many minutes lost. But so essentially, this is really, if you ask us why we're talking about D and D, this is just a prelude to uh, this the new set that just came out true uh, last week, uh, which is Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. Mm. Um, it's a it's a latest set, and then it's a crossover set. Uh, by uh, Wizards of the Coast, and then they kind of did a crossover with Dungeons and Dragons, Ooh. which which they own as well. And um, what happened was uh, we talked a little about it in our last episode, and uh, we got to know these uh, amazing folks at Ubi, Ooh. yeah, at Table Minis. Go check them out, guys! Shout out, shout out! To yeah, they have a lovely studio. That's actually what we did last yeah. this week. So that's what we did last week. Uh, we went to we went to Ubi. We went to their dungeon or Ooh, studio, which is super super cool. To their lair, yeah, though. super cool. The lair. Hold on, Harry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My laptop battery is dying. <laughs> All right. While well, while well, that's the thing. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Uh, All right. Very good. Very good. We are professional streamers, guys. <laughs> <This> <laughs> we got to make sure that we have power. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we we went to their dungeon, Ubi, mm-hmm. uh, Table Minis. Uh, minis. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. And Yo, um, their place, though. When so I got good. there. All right. Your boy. Your so boy. <laughs> got there like an hour late. Okay. <laughs> and it's not by design. It's because... Like work got in the way. Yo, Clara, thank you for uh, the like. Thank uh, you, shout Clara. Out, shout out, shout out. Um, so I got there an hour late, and um, it's not by design. It's because work got in the way. That was on the mid midweek. Uh, how's my diet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're 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 hanging in there. We're hanging in there. Uh, I would I would be doing a uh, what you call this a run through next time. Um, for the week, at the very least. Anyway, um, let me go back to what we're talking because this week uh, we actually had had the um, had the opportunity to collab or like to join uh, Alamak D and D, Alamak yep. U D and D, 
and we went to their lair, yo. So for those of you who are not aware, D&D again is a role play, tabletop role playing game. It's an awesome game. It has. I was made aware during that podcast that it was there, forty five years old. So that means like twenty years or twenty five years older than Magic. Than Magic, I was. I was always under the impression that they were launched at the same time, right? Not the case, guys. Not the case. D and D was first, then Magic came after. All right. Now, when I got there, yo, I was super impressed by number one, the 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 atmosphere of the place itself. Yo, they were very professional, yo. Like, like legitimately <laughs> professional. <laughs> Much more professional than this setup. Yo, I know. Like... <laughs> I know. We got this. We got this shindig. We got this studio. We got this. Uh, the the big ass light bulb right here, <laughs> but their place, yo. The did you notice that the speakers were mounted on the wall? Ah oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but I saw like the screens, like yeah, the screen, like, and then the and then the speakers on the wall and on the other wall. So it's really like a surround sound. So if you could imagine, that's why the reason why I was always saying like, yo, we gotta play here. We gotta oh, play here. Because oh, maybe they play the dungeon music and yeah, oh, it's gonna bro, be amazing, bro. Yeah, like, the, imagine it like. <laughs> Like your, if the DM describes it, there's a segment there. I know that I'm jumping, jumping too many. There's a segment there on the podcast where they try to DM us. And yeah. Yo, I got goosebumps. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty exciting. I, I, I wish you had a bit more time to, to do the, how about uh, do the session. So JT came there earlier. Um, he's the more punctual of uh, the group. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your uh first impression on the yeah you know i like when i went there i thought the the studio was so lovely like um they have like just the space you know they have snacks they have the drinks mm. they have the the long table where you can just you know play and you know immerse yourself uh into the D experience oh, true, true, so true, i think true. i think uh, if you want to really have a good time and play Dungeons and Dragons, I think that studio is the place. Yo, I just the place. so I wanted to continue my train of thought a while ago that I didn't finish, and I'm notoriously good at doing that. <laughs> um, so I was looking for a proper D and D hosting like shop. That's that 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 you is their only. Looking. I was looking. I were looking. Now I found it. <laughs> yo, nice. yo. I mean, because nice. as I said a while ago, shout out to GOG that they started the 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 uh, the um D and D um league, Adventures oh. League, I think, right? Um, but uh, the, their focus is split between uh, hobbies and most predominantly MTG. Because I know that's their their thing, the MTG yeah. shop. But this one, um, the uh, the mini table minis, table minis. <laughs> the table minis that's their specialty yeah so um, it's all about Dungeons and Dragons yeah yeah, Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so uh, it truly was amazing and then uh, what we did is we quizzed them because mm, yes. okay so the whole idea of the crossover you know the unholy matrimony as, as they called it <laughs> uh, was that like D&D players were now interested on the magic world, right? Like, what is this magic? Why are they, you know, doing this uh, AFR set? So they were really interested. In, uh, so interested that they actually ordered the AFR commander set. Ooh. 
So uh, Dennett said, you know, they they really would love oh, to play if the uh, commander didn't know who Dennett is. Dennett is the man, yo. <laughs> yeah. So so Dennett, I think uh, he owns the studio Table Memes, and then I think Fares and maybe correct us if we got it wrong. Fares uh, runs the Alamaki D and D experience. Correct, correct. So they they actually run the the actual games and. The- and, and by the way, though, we were talking a while ago about the studio itself, but we never talk about the people. The people are amazing, yo. Yeah. Yo, dreadlocks in Singapore. Yo. Who has that? Yo. Like, no one except Bennett. So, and, and for me, dude, that was super cool. So, I was late, right? There's this dude who opened the door. Yo, he, w- he was a space engineer, apparently. Oh, right? yeah. I didn't James, know. I yeah. <laughs> Shout out to James. Shout out to you, buddy. Aerospace <laughs> engineer. He looked like a... A u- university student. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, it's like, yo, oh, all right, cool. They, <laughs> you know, it's a shop, so you have your, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by the way, we did this before Phase 2 heightened alert. Just yeah. FYI. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> it, it's all legal, guys. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so yeah, we did a quiz uh, uh, on Magic, and then they gave us a, a little bit of D&D experience. Mm. And then I think before we left, we they gave us uh, a Ooh. D&D starter kit. Correct, gonna, correct. Gonna, Which we will be opening today. Open it today for you guys. Can you see? Yeah, I think they could see. Okay. Um, we're going to set up a little we're gonna, bit. We're going to do like a top view. For the, for the gang, for the yeah, gang. For your, Again, for guys, uh, we we do not require any of these. Uh, this was actually like given out the goodness of their hearts. So we're just um, we're just really happy that we we got this from them, and we were not expecting it. Um, to, for me, being there is 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 good enough. Know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I'll let Eric open the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let me come back there. I think I got it. You think you got it?
Sorry thank about you. that, guys. Sorry thank you for about. All right, rewind, rewind. Okay, rewind, 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 rewind. rewind, rewind. rewind. <laughs> rewind. There was Did a part. There was a segment there. Post edit. We're gonna do. We're gonna remove that. Nobody said that. Yo, um, thanks, Kate. Yo, thanks, yo. Uh, thank you for letting us know. All yeah. right, again. <laughs> so. Uh, last week they they gave us a starter. Oh when, when did the sound cut? Uh, when we transitioned. When transitioned. Yeah. When we turned on this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were saying, you know, they gave us uh, the starter set, um, and then we were just opening it. Uh, inside, you can find the set rule book, and um, the they also huh? included the set rule book. Lost mind of Fandover. Yo, is wow. this is this a this is the actual campaign? Wow. Yo. D- the map, yo. Mine. Oh, yo, the, the map, though. The map looks so good. Show it. Show, show, show the, the art. art. Show the art. Woo. Yo, I can run a campaign from here. Okay. <laughs> I think Eric, you be the DM. Definitely, I'll, 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 you look, know, at, look at that, yo. Join this adventure. So, if, if you notice, guys, um, for those of you who are MTG players, if you notice, the feel and the artwork, right, It it is reminiscent to the alternate art that uh, the D. The EA, yeah, the showcase. The showcase, the showcase have. Yeah. This is this is the artwork design or like the texture or like the artistic identity of D and D. This cool. specific, um, super. Ooh, look at that! Wow. Uh, oh wow. my! The details, yo! The details. Wow. It's a lot of work. Wow. Plus, they come with a starter set rule book, as you said a while ago. Yeah. So starter set, and then the, the actual campaign name is Lost Mine of Vandelver, and then you have your character sheets here that you can see. Um, so if so, for those guys who are listening uh, in Spotify, you can check out um, the live podcast in YouTube. So we're gonna upload this uh, so you, you guys can see. The, oh, I see. They don't have the visuals, yeah, right? So let let me describe the, yeah. the the cover. The cover is a drag. There's a dragon, big ass dragon. It's green. I'm gonna call him Greeny. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a him <laughs> or, or a, a mama her dragon. or a mama dragon, and uh, I think yo, it kind of looks this this guy facing the dragon. It kind of he kind of looks like Gideon though. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. He does. So you would think that there is definitely art crossovers even before they were doing this a um ARF for sure, right? AFR. <laughs> Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, your Tito <laughs> has a. Because <laughs> says Eric always plays modern. You know, <laughs> he, he doesn't give love to standard. That's why. But I'm burned out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, so Lost Mine of Vandelver, super exciting. I'm going to check you, this out, to be honest. Did you, um, it also comes with dice, though. Uh, right? Yeah, it does come with these blue dice like I is think that all, all they all need to play dice, i think this is all and so, you need your character sheets your dice and you're all set can we recap what's inside uh though? yes so you have a d4 d8 d10 d12 d6 and d20 oh proper d20 yo i think they have yeah. everything they, they also have a d12 right yeah they have the d12 yo for those of you who are not aware yo d12 is a rarely used dice and it's only used by barbarians <laughs> 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 I didn't know that. Yep. 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 Yo. Hey, William. What's up? Shout out to William. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's mostly it for the unboxing. Is there anything else on the box? Yeah, no, that was that was it. Uh, the, dollars the, the, maybe. The, oh, <laughs> character sheet. 
character sheets. There's also character sheets. Yeah. How, how many character sheets are there? Um, how many are these? Let me check this out. How many character sheets? There's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. Three, five. Good for like one party, right? Oh, yo, yeah. Actually, five they is... designed. You cannot design this for one party, right? Because yeah. oh, actually, it's already. Sword. It's kind of like preset already, so it's fighter. This one is a fighter, fighter. Let me ask you, what's your and first wizard. character? Ever, first, first ever character. First ever character. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember, but um, so I play a lot of um RPG. No Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the no, no Dungeons and Dragons, like online crossover to online doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, I can't remember, man. Like. <laughs> Yeah, the the recent one was a cleric I told you earlier, but the very first character I can't remember. Then mine, and uh, this is statistically probably the same for everyone, I would guess. I would venture it's human fighter. <laughs> yes, basic. You basic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, basic. William is saying you're a cleric. Yeah, basic. Though. Was it? Was I cleric? So William. Uh, is the guy that I used to play with. He's my um, what you call DM? kababata in, kababata or in, uh, childhood friend. Childhood friend. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, William, I have a question. Was JT a prodigy when you guys were starting? <laughs> <laughs> was he the best cleric around? <laughs> no, he's dead. Um, yeah. So that was our unboxing, and <laughs> yeah, no, we had the. Uh, it was still TSR, right, William? Um, can't remember the the campaign though. But I remember there was a CD. You would play the CD, and then it would just run the. There's like some voiceover. Going oh, on and like welcome to the dungeon. You know, I remember like playing Magic before on PC, and it was a bootleg version of MTG, and I kind of gotta got that vibe as well. Like you don't play with actual people; you play with AI sort of like you know and they also have like that you go to the town and then you meet with yeah, the wizard and then you yeah, battle with exactly. the wizard yeah. yeah and then they have that voice oh hello <laughs> <laughs> oh William was saying it was my campaign <laughs> oh was it was oh it was shout it? out yeah. to William yo how long has been William been dungeon mastering though if that's the case yo can I can I hop on that yo <laughs> the haunted house campaign ooh wait what Yo, if if it was a haunted house, then I gotta be a cleric, yo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in in so I heard there's this like Strad campaign. Or yo, like, Strad, know. yeah. Yeah, so you gotta be like a, I mean, cleric would be like OP in in these kinds of settings. Right? I would I would think so. Like monk as well might not be a great. What are the bad bad? Yeah. All right. Anyway, going all right before the stream though. Um. Top Deck also had their stream, and I, I know that the weather there in Manila is now is bad. That's why it was cut short, and the, the the camera was fuzzy, you know, because of the internet connection. Shout out to the ISPs on um, Philippines. Uh, we'll not disclose who they are, but you know who you are. Step up your game, yo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so uh, the box opener, uh, shout out to TTM, um, was saying like. Um, the the EV and this is what you said during the podcast and this is just a little bit of a spoiler guys yeah the EV of the box is not as high as the other um, yeah sets that the is because 
that's because it could be by design because it was supposed to be a a um, what do you call that bro fun then not really a fun it was supposed to be a a core set release oh yeah and now they did it in this manner yeah exactly but I was thinking the other way like maybe this is the way alright maybe this is the way Wizards was saying like yo if I we balance all the cards like this no one would buy it you think so it's like a proof proof of concept proof of concept that you know they always got they always need to put in that kind of like powerful card power card so that players would chase after it like chase cards yeah I, I think so like I, I'm not sure that if that was the intent right maybe it could be a coincidence or by design but either way this is what I see on my end what I see is um, it has a negative inverse or negative inverse <laughs> so that's a positive there is a, <laughs> there is an inverse effect um, in 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 the sales so if if the game if the game design is balanced right then would that mean that the, i i get what you're trying to say like if it's a balanced gameplay then it won't it won't sell as it won't much. sell right but um, but but if if it's not balanced and people can take advantage of any of those cards then it will sell but yeah. it will create this feedback loop of like because it's sell, sold, then they're just gonna ban it, and then people will lose money. Not really, like because it's 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 there's a sale, right? Then it what's he, it's incentivized to get this model more, create bannable cards intently, intentionally, to push the products. That's why, guys, you have to buy a no buy <laughs> buy buy and encourage uh what CT, you know, like do the fair do the do the fair game. You know so okay, I don't know if you guys know the professor. Uh so in, in one of my playgroups, um uh Pong, shout out to Pong, he, he shared a video about uh the professor analyzing the AFR. <laughs> hey Nisa, sorry, yeah, it's my cat. It's okay. Um So he he basically analyzed the AFR commander set. So okay, I'm gonna deviate a little bit because because the standard set, core set, mm. um, is now AFR, obviously, as my friend Jose pointed out. You know, that this is a replacement of the core set. So, obviously, the core set's power level, if you notice, all of the core sets, they don't have... Uh, the power level is not too high. Um, Except for the last, uh, last, last core set, where they printed um, my favorite uh, taking turns spell. Super broken. Was it... Um, the buck buy box. Uh, yeah, the buy box promo. Oh, how come I can't think they, of it? They, Nexus of Fate. Yes, correct. Was it in? I uh, think corset? it was in corset. No. Was it? Was it? Was it? Guys, can you can you help can us out? Can we check? Can we check, guys, if uh, it was in corset? Nexus of Fate. But anyway, so so the the point really is. I know it was in corset um, though, because that's so, the only reason why. Yeah. So it. so two things. I'm gonna go back to two things. The first one is uh, the professor. He did a really good analysis of the commander set. And then Moxman, um, who's another really popular um, MTG personality, he, oh yeah, it's corset, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was by a box, and you know, but it's Chase though, yeah. All right. Anyway, going back. Yeah. Well, the entire set, maybe it's apart from that, is low power level. Correct. I correct. Yeah. All right. Go 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 on. Sorry. Yeah. I'm quite interested on what your. Yeah. So so just this 
two 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 concepts right one is uh looking at the commander set which is um i'm just gonna recap what uh, the professor said you know it's it's a really good game design mm. and it's good because it's not so good you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like it's not op that's why it's good um and then instead of and even just the pricing of the cards how wizards did it is that there's a lot of like two dollar five dollar seven dollars it's an intro set yeah mm. yeah exactly um and then there's a lot of those mini, you know, like slightly powerful, not too OP cards versus the last commander last year um, where they had like Dockside Extortionist, you know, Fierce Guardianship. <laughs> that, those those sets were like super OP, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> we really had the link. <laughs> First quest. Is, it a, is that the one? Okay, cool. I'll check it out later. Um, so, so I think that was a really good analysis of the commander set. And then Moxman did this poll asking people, you know, like, um, which set would you skip? So he put, um, he put D and D, Strixhaven, called, I think maybe all the way to Kaldheim or whatever. Um, obviously the people, the people answered that they were going to skip AFR, FR. right? Yeah. But honestly, if you just replace that, let's say change AFR to maybe Corset 20 or yeah, 21. I think it will be the same answer, right? Yeah. Like, you'd probably skip the Corset um, compared to Strixhaven because Strixhaven had the Mystical Archive, like, and everyone went crazy with the, uh, with, okay. with uh, MA, right? Um, so, so to me, uh, I think you it's really hard to judge uh, the set itself, mm-hmm. uh, but... Maybe I'm biased as well. Like uh, I just find the the set because it's a D and D crossover. It just appealed to me a lot. Uh, and, and I know there are other people who who disagree. Uh, but you know, like to each his own, really. All right. For for on my take on that one, right? I am in agreement. All right. I I really like this move because for me as a as a player, uh, for many many years, some the corset felt that it's getting old. If that makes sense, you know what I mean, uh, because the the or the the appeal of a corset before guys is that that's where they do reprints. That's the reason why it's a core. You know, it's something that the player actually looks forward to. But nowadays, it's no longer the case because reprints can be done can be done in in between sets. If that makes sense, right? Am I making sense, guys? Let me know. Let me know, right? So. That's where your old cards becomes legal again, in uh, in standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why they're they're doing. I'm in favor of this move is because you know like a lot of old cards are hella broken, yo. <laughs> you can't you can't put them into. All right, there are a lot of good cards in modern that you can't put into standard because it will screw the game up. Yeah. Indefinitely, right? So what what do you put in the the core set? Those slightly crappy cards, but kind of okay cards, you know. But the purpose is still for for um, what you call this. The purpose is to to teach new players. This is basically if if this is going to be like a a cycle, this is where the birth the birth of new players comes in, ideally. So when you're bringing in new players, ideally, guys, for those of you who are uncles and titos. Don't bring them towards the end of a cycle. Don't don't bring them in on the end of a cycle. Like for example, right now, if you brought them in on Strix 
haven, they'd be lost. Because yeah. there's an established meta already. The best cycle for you to, to you know, come in is the next core set. Now, the reason why I like this move is because they've proven that um, you can push the core set out for something new instead. Am I making sense, guys? Am I making... <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah no. I feel I, like I need a chicken or something. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'll I'll cover you in this uh, Mons Goblin Raider and Scribes Scribes Sprites. Yep, <laughs> Scribes Sprites is Scribes uh, Sprites. I think it's an MTG card, right? These are these are MTG cards, <laughs> like OG MTG cards, if I'm not mistaken. Scribes Sprites is like one one flying green. Oh yeah, I, I do agree that the MTG has like a lot of like crossover type themes. I think it's it's more of like um, they're trying to ride specific waves, um, which is somehow like a thing now, right? Yeah, it's it's become a thing. Like Walking Dead crossover, D and D crossover. Is it necessarily a good thing for MTG though? Your opinion? Um. Yeah. To be honest, I I agree with this strategy. I think it's a. M- um, a way to get more um, people interested in mm. the card game. Um, you know, a way for Magic to go mainstream as well. Because uh, let's say, for example, the the next one that they just spoiled is um, Stranger Things, right? Stranger, Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So I know that that Stranger Things has a lot of um, is a has a huge fan base and. Honestly, I think it's a way for for wizards to get that um, fan base, you know. William is harping on the cards. William. Yeah, I know. I think it's more like, um, you're right, I do agree with your perspective. It's more of tapping to um, known um, mainstream to pull in more interest into the game, right? So I think they have to balance it in two ways. And I think they're trying to do this by the secret layer. So the secret layer, uh, when when they have tie-ins like this, it sort of makes sense so that you got you you can tap into the Walking Dead. Say for example, you're a Walking Dead fan, you see the secret layer things like yo, this is in a card, yo, this this card, is... and then you pull in an eye that would not be looking into the game without that specific tap tap in. That's a good idea. What I I don't think would be good is that putting in the entire set of that into the game. Like in the entire set being a legal in in the game. No, no. What I mean, like the entire, like for example, a Walking Dead, um, a Walking Dead booster or like a a set. You know what I mean? A Walking Dead set, a Harry Potter set. You know what I mean? Th- that part I'm kind of on the fence. The reason why is because um, I'm always and and you correct me if I'm wrong here because I I'm not the expert on ads and uh, <laughs> marketing, yeah. right? But I always truly believe that uh, a product has a product identity. It has to have that product identity so that it can differentiate itself from all other competitors, right? And what MTG is going has going on for them is that it has a unique story only for MTG. Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying. So, right. but, so, but yeah, why are you... Um, if, open to the D&D crossover, but not to, like, The Walking Dead. Because the, the D&D cross... All right. From my perspective, um, 
and people might bash me for this, <laughs> but MTG is a derivation from D&D. MTG kind of was derived from from D&D. D&D yes. Got so it. if you look at the the got it, got it. The, it, the lore, the the characters it's, inside, it's like a spin-off from from D&D. From D&D. Yeah, they just found a way to play D&D without playing D&D. Kind of makes sense. Got it. So in, in a way, they're relatives, right? Whereas Walking Dead and MTGs, they're, they're not connected with each other. Yeah, like... And, and you mess up with the branding. I would say, because they have the different brand. Because if you right. think about it, right, a fighter in, in uh, D&D and a fighter in, in MTG, they are relatively the same like the stats itself even the level up mechanic if you if you recall there's a level up mechanic that we had before wherein you can pay mana and then so say for example Juralga tree speaker Juralga was yeah Juralga (laughs) Juralga it's one to cast one one pay two level up when you level it Uh, up yeah 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 that one that mechanic leveling up very D&D got it very D&D-ish yeah yeah, I get what you mean. That they're kind of related, but um, so coming from a marketing standpoint. All right, I um, want to hear this, yo. I think uh, so. You know these. So just l- let's just say um, Lego, mm. right? So Lego, they do these crossovers. As correct. Well. So correct. they do like a Adidas uh, mm. crossover. Um, they do like a, they did a Harry Potter. You know, they they do like a Harry Potter set. Correct. Um, they did a Star Wars set. Mm. Uh, they're in apparel now. So I think there's a Adidas shoe. Sorry, I just said that. There's an Adidas. I think it was Nike. Lego. I've seen it. Or was it Nike? I've, I forgot I which one. Yeah. So if you guys <laughs> are sponsored Nike and Adidas, please send us Yo. some Lego shoes. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying that it's also a mark. It's not a it's not like unheard of in terms of marketing where, and even in, in other industries, not just toys, like um, even in cosmetics, for example, like, um, you know, Shuemura, they did a crossover with Pikachu or, you know, like Lancome did a crossover with Hello Kitty. Mm. Uh, so even, and I know this because, <laughs> just because, I'm not <laughs> plugging <laughs> these brands. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just because I know that. But um, so they so brands do these kinds of crossovers. Gotcha, gotcha. To appeal to other consumers or that's not pretty to your market. Yeah, right? exactly. Or the the fan base, right? So in a way, um, and maybe again, Magic players won't really agree to it uh, if if they did a Walking Dead set. But I'm open to it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super open to it. I think it just boils down to how they design it really well. How they yeah, engineer and, it inside. Yeah, how they engineer it. And so. I think what they already said about... Sorry, just one last point. What um, this guy, Good Morning Magic, forgot his name, uh, Viray. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So he, he was the one who was saying that the new Stranger Things um, secret player is going to be playable i think in commander or something Mm -hmm. and then but they're not gonna do it the same way as walking how they did walking Walking dead the actual card is going to be playable but instead they're going to do some alt kind of design like god the godzilla how they did for godzilla gotcha 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 
So, so the Godzilla actually just now I just realized is also another crossover, right? Which worked really well, to gotcha. be completely honest. And they're not related. So I want to tackle that one by one, right? So I do agree with our, our viewer here, William, is saying that uh, because those products that you mentioned were big, it's not a base product. I, I mean, it, it's not a base. So I think what he's trying here is that um, the the identity of MTG is the lore itself, right? If you change the lore too much uh, and deviate, you deviate from who who the game is, if that makes sense, right? So. I do agree with the Godzilla cr crossover, and the reason why it worked that way is I believe it's because they did not really like it's 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 or it's an alternate art type of scenario. You know what I mean? It's not really the story wise, like yeah, it was got it. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying like the secret layer would work because those are like alternate reimagined versions of cards. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of like exists on a pocket dimension outside of like the the oh, the lore. Okay. So what I want to protect, at least from a player standpoint on my end, is the lore identity of of MTG. Now, if they can establish that balance between the lore and the ad and the crossovers, I think it would be harmonious for everyone, right? Like. Example, I'm gonna give you an example. Are you looking forward to a Cruella set? Um, yeah, bad, <laughs> bad example, but bad example. But if Cruella went super <laughs> big right now, I mean, are you um, art? I mean, uh, yo, art, I'm all for it. Like Cruella, Liana as Cruella, <laughs> Emma Stone, is it? Down, I'm yeah. down, click, click, like. <laughs> Click like, subscribe, right? <laughs> Share. You know what I mean? But if it's like I'm creating a Cruella card to be incorporated into the story itself, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Which, what they did in the Walking Dead secret player, kind of. But, or are you saying it's okay because it was a secret player? I'm saying that it's okay because it's not part of a standard and it's not part of the Okay, I get it. I get, I get your point. Yeah. Okay. So you want to protect the integrity of the the, the story the sets exactly you know, the... so that's why i was having the hard time with the faithless looting because you you want to protect the integrity of the set and the artwork thereof so i'm always looking at it at uh you mean a... the faithless looting art yeah uh so i'm always <laughs> looking i'm always looking at it at the perspective of if 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 you you are in a shop and you love this game somebody comes in like yo what is magic all about and you pick up the first few cards or like the, f the first, you know, this is the standard set. That's, that's their first impression of the game. You know what I mean? And if, if you have like, oh, okay, actually, uh, this is a set. It has been a long, long story. But right now, this is where we are on the story. This is what it represents. The big baddie is this. This is what he wants to do. So at there, then and there, you're already telling the player like, yo, the game, this is a rich lore, right? You, this is an adventure, and if you want to be part of this adventure, it will be a very beautiful journey that will flourish. You know what I mean? You have that. The artworks also tells that the same, right? You know, the artwork. That's why I like the artwork for for magic. It's more. It's more D and ish. It's more medieval. It's more. Um, what you call this? Uh, like fa high fantasy. High fantasy. Like William. Uh, William said. <laughs> high fantasy, right? You, you already know what you're you're gonna get, right? 
in the same way, if you look at the Pokemon card, it also tells you that. You, you get what I mean? It's it's the product identity in itself. And as a player, it forms part of your of your uh, pride as a player. Do you get what I mean? Like, this is what my game represents, and this is what I like. It's part of your identity. Now, when you're carry when we're carrying binders, I don't know for everyone, guys. Like, but for MTG, now carrying binders is obsolete. I would say. But during my day, back in my day, <laughs> well. We used to carry binders, and whatever is inside your binder represents who you are. Would you agree? Oh, yes. Right? Yes. yes. Right? So there's people like, hey, can I, can I look at your binder? And you already have a sequence on how you arrange your binder. Yo, my, 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 my <laughs> very, very strong cards will be in the first few pages, yo. And then, oh, and then you would want to see what the uh, expression of the player looking yeah, at. Yeah, it's like your oh, ba- badge, oh, you know, like, yo. Yo, and then and then towards the end when it's crap, I said, oh, it's a no more, no yeah, more. Yeah, no, no, I, I did that. I I put all my arc bound ravagers, you know, yeah, on the front, on the front <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, made it to top eight, you know, but, um, yeah, completely understand that point, and and I agree on mm. on that point that um, but, but you want to keep the integrity, integrity of magic itself, and you don't want to disrupt it by introducing. Uh, crossovers that don't really align with the the identity of, of magic. I, I would even so so in, in a way I agree. Like as long as you protect the gameplay and the integrity and the art, and you don't like infringe that with a crossover, then then I, I completely agree with that. Like when I say I'm open to like um, Harry Potter crossover, like hell yeah. But you know it has to have. It has to be like on a surface level, mm, correct? Right, like just a skin, like a Harry Potter skin. Mm. I think it will be amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we 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 grew up with Harry Potter. I'm gonna like buy the the book. Buy, no, <laughs> no, buy buy any like if Magic does that crossover, I'm just gonna like get buy on that. Yeah, yeah, get on that train as well, right? Like, uh, you know, but I'm a I'm a probably a hypocrite here, guys, but I would probably cop as well. <laughs> Yeah, but again, I, I get what you're saying. You know, as long as it's at, at a surface level and doesn't really. William is flexing on his 114 <laughs> legends. Yeah, I know. Uh, back in the day, William was also pro, going on pro. Shout out to William, yo. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, you know that that's. Uh, All right. Now here's my thing with uh the uh MTG as well. Yo, if you're listening, um, Watsi and uh, MTG. <laughs> Uh, here's another tip from us, right? Um, there's a department on uh, MTG right now that I feel is a bit lacking right now, and I think it's more of the storytelling and building on. Uh, as a kid, I really like your um, saga, uh, the Urza saga. Uh, the way it was written, it was planned out, and um, how it was executed was superb. Now it kind of feels like the story is the afterthought of a specific mm. grandiose idea of what a new world would be. So I know that there is a lot of challenges in writing the story itself. Definitely, it's very hard, right? Really hard to come by. Like Great books take years to, to write. You know what I mean? But what you have that other writers don't is the, uh, the, the community. And maybe if you're open to it, we can collectively write the story as players. You know what I mean? And I think we've discussed this on another podcast we're in. 
Um, there is a game before which is L5R, Legend of the Five Rings, yeah. and the way they did it is that they they tell the story based on what happened on previous tournaments. Yeah, on, like which clan won, won in the tournament and, and how they won. They incorporated yeah. to the game. We're not saying that that's that's how Watsi should do it. We're saying that you can source the story within the community if the community is willing to source the story. Now, right now, as an uncle uh, of a ripe age, I'm willing to give stories. Like, if you if you want to, like, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? To be honest, I think we can all be contributors here to, to, the, to the lore. Like, please include Southeast Asia. <laughs> I would definitely agree. Like, the, the story of MPG would then forever continue because everyone, not because the way I see it, right, uh, MTG player journey would start as a beginner and then as a competitor and then hopefully it will become pro, right? After pro, you become uh, a progenitor or like a, a mentor after that, right? But if you don't become pro, you still go to the mentor, right? And you, you just basically skip the pro level because, you know, you tried, but, you know, <laughs> you just skipped it you skipped it right yeah <laughs> most of the uncles would always will already be on the mentor level <clears throat> we would love to give back to the community something to think about yeah yeah um, I think it's a cool idea so we had we gave Watsi like super cool ideas already um, yeah true, true yeah true. I just want to touch on another thing because there's a broken card again in, in the score set it's the exalted uh, book of exalted deeds <laughs> so it puts a counter on uh, an angel, and um, when you have that counter on the angel, you can't lose, mm. and the opponent can't win the game. Oh, I love that! So they <laughs> they banned that in in standard. Really? Um, they yeah, already did. They banned that in sorry in MTG standard. They, they banned right. it in standard. Remember our episode two? Yeah. Uh, with Jam, is it a decision, a gameplay decision? Or is it a... I think it's... So it, it, it is a gameplay decision because okay. the the players online get frustrated uh, on that they can't, like, really... Oh. They can't win or, like, they uh, just have to concede, so basically. Let, let, me, let me rephrase. When I say gameplay gameplay decision, it's because it's broken in the game within within tabletop as well. Or is it a UI... It, it was a UI consideration. consideration. Like, okay. an, an, ex, an online... Ex, it made the... Uh, experience online not so, so good. good all right yeah um so that's why they they banned it but i think eventually in paper they they're gonna have to ban it as well because um you have to follow yeah actually I think so i but they didn't they they only banned the storm last time but that's um, what happened to nexus of faith actually so Nexus of Faith, yo, is not really something all right if it's paper magic it's something that's not really played too much You've just seen Nisa. <laughs> that was Nisa. Wow. Caught on camera. Going ham. <laughs> All right. On HQ. All right. But because it was frustrating to play in MTGA against, that's why they banned it. That's mm -hmm. my opinion. Because I've been playing the deck yeah. before. It's not something that when you play it, you actually win the tournament. There's a lot of like factors that goes into it. Yeah. Somebody like, they just went to the toilet and waited for the other player to finish his turns, right? Cause yeah, but but that's because it's a UI thing, right? It's a it's a it's frustrating. You have to go through the motions, whereas in 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 paper you can just skip some of it. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, 
in a sense, all right, I'm saying here that it's not banned because it's, it's a super awesome deck, I would say. Because if you play it on paper, there's a lot of factors, you will lose, right? Yeah, it's kinda, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I would feel I will, some cards will be banned because of like UI Yeah, which is, I think, uh, it's a symptom of the lack of playtesting that they do on on tabletop and or and is, MTG. It, is it something is a call of a UI advancement requirement as well I'll give you another example um, you know the uh, Glimpse of Tomorrow deck yes yeah uh, and their final iteration was where um, Tireless Tracker and the thing that creates another token right yes the reason why it doesn't see too much play is because whenever you reach critical mass that you're supposed to win, like in Paper Magic, I can just say, okay, I cycle this one out, I have 47 um, permanents, I'm going to play my deck. Right? In MTGA or MTGO, you can't do that. You need to click each and every trigger for 40. 40. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good deck. It's not playable because the UI won't let you play it. Right? Got it. Alright, I will. Uh, I'm should, not sure. Should we take a two minute uh, food break? Alright, actually, we're, we can we can do a quick break. Uh, we will be right back, guys. Um, two minutes uh, for a food break. Um, William, we're gonna we'll, check we'll that. Keep the we're gonna check that image, but um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm scared. That. I'm scared to, <laughs> I'm open, scared to open that. <laughs> Let us know what that is <laughs> first before we open. Okay. Um, we're gonna take a break. We'll just hang out here. We'll probably like. Should we turn off the sound? No, it's okay. All right, we're going. We're gonna go back. We're just gonna eat a little bit. All right, cool.
you're back. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, we just had our oven fried chicken. Like, just show that the guys that we had a bit of a break and we are coming back. Yo, it's it's bomb, yo. Oh, it's super, so, super set up. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Alternative to Jollibee. <laughs> Um, so again, thank you for, for watching and uh, listening to us, uh, watching because we are live, uh, in Facebook at the moment and then we're going to post our videos, uh, later on in, in YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll post the link soon and then, yeah, sponsoring <laughs> um, then also, um, in Spotify. So post, post this video in YouTube and then post our actual podcast in Spotify. Correct. So catch us in Spotify. Please do follow us. Yo. And like our, our Spotify, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> Spotify <laughs> podcast. Um, and what time is it now? It's again, it's 11, 15, um, which is, uh, time means it's time for us to, to go, to go. Um, guys, uh, if you're wondering, JT and I will be doing this every Saturday. So if yep. you want, you can chill with us. Uh, this is MTG Night Live. We're going to start every 9.30 p.m. Uh, just enough for our dinner. That's why we're eating <laughs> with you guys. Um, yeah, we're, join us for an hour, as uh, JT said. Um, if you're on Spotify, if you want to catch us live. Uh, yeah, go on our Facebook, YouTube, 9.30. Uh, if you miss us, you can catch us on spotify. spotify we'll put the links uh here in in our facebook the and, description yeah the description below and then um yeah watch out for because we're we're creating a good lineup of content uh in our couple of episodes in mm -hmm. our next couple of episodes excuse me <laughs> sorry the chicken was so good um yeah in, in in the next episodes there's a lot to talk about there's the new sets coming out mm -hmm. um then um Jam also wants to come back and you know talk about some oh. of the things that that he noticed. He better uh, bring that cookie. Game. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't bring it. Don't, don't bring oh yeah, it. He, I can't he, eat it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna suffer. I love cookies. <laughs> so and then you know, um, what well, I actually wanted to interview um, one of the community admins of mtg auctions and, and oh MTG. actually that's a good thing like yeah. um want to buy want to sell so mtg I think, auction I think, the, I think the guys behind the admins um behind uh, those two groups are amazing like Yo. uh shout out to alfian um community leaders definitely yeah 100 percent. like uh the, the community is just like fantastic you know you you keep everyone you keep the community safe from like um, scammers and, true, and, true, and true. stuff. So kudos to you guys, and looking forward to like seeing you in our in our next podcast. Cool. We have a lot a lot of things planned, guys, for season one. All right, I think that's it. This is TD Erickson. This is uh, JT from Gibby's. We will practice that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good evening. Bye. <laughs>